Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Thank you, Terry. I got a question for you. Do you really want to know Jesus? Do you really want to know Jesus or do you just want to be seen sitting in that pew in that church you're in? Do you really want to know Jesus? I'm going to show you Jesus today like you may have never seen him before. The real Jesus. You know, it says in the, the, it says in the Bible, it says that we may know him. That we may know him and the power of his resurrection. Well, we're going to take a look at Jesus today. And what we're going to look at is how did he get out of hell? How did Jesus come out of that grave? How did Jesus, your Messiah, our Savior, how did he come out of that grave? First, I'd like you to turn with me to Philippians 2. Before we do that, we've got to find out what went into the grave, what went into hell. Philippians 2, beginning in verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So now we're going to look at the mind. That was in Christ Jesus. Did you know we could look at the mind of Christ Jesus? Right here it says we're going to. It says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. What was in Christ Jesus' mind? Who being in the form of God. Being in the form of God. John 1 says that he was God. And he was with God. There were two. He was God and he was with God. The Word was God and the Word was with God. There were two in heaven. Jesus was one of those and he was a God. It said, but being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And then look at this next verse, verse 7. But made himself of no reputation. Made himself of no reputation. If you study that out, if you look it up in the Greek, you know what that means? It means he emptied himself. He emptied himself. He put away all his godly power. He put it all away. He laid it down. He laid down all his ability of God, being a God. He could no longer be every place at once. He could no longer know everything at once. He could no longer create. He no longer had any power. And what did he do after he left all his godly ability? It says in the next phrase, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. A servant. Jesus took on the form of a servant. He was God, and then he took on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus became a man. And it says in the next one, and being found in fashion as a man, not just the likeness of man, he became a man. Jesus became a man. He became a man like you and I. He walked like you and I did. He, if you read in Hebrews, he was tempted like you and I were. Hebrews 2 said that Jesus, speaking to the Father, he said, a body has thou prepared me. A body. This God that was going to become a man let go of all his godly ability, and he said, a body has thou prepared me. How did he come into that body? He was born into it. He was born just like you and I, the man, Jesus. He was a man. Not totally sure of that? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 21. 
This is a remarkable couple words here if you'll look at them closely. You know, there is so much treasure in the word of God if you will let God open your eyes to it. All right. It says, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 21. For since by man came death. For since by man came death. We all know that's talking about Adam. You're not sure? Look at the next verse. For as in Adam all die. We know Adam was a man. We know Adam was a man. He was created by God out of the dust of the earth. God took some clay, formed it into a man, breathed into it, and it became Adam. Now, look at the next phrase. For since by man came death, by man, by man, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. Do you see that? By man also came the resurrection of the dead. By man came death, Adam. By a man also came the resurrection of the dead. Jesus was a man. He had to be. To put back what Adam took away, he had to become just like Adam. And he became a man. Jesus became a man. So what went to the cross? What went to the cross? What went to the cross? Let's go to one more verse. Or a couple more. Uh, let's go to John 10, verse 17. It says, uh, let's look at 17. Therefore does my Father love me. This is Jesus speaking because we know it's in red. He said, therefore does my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Jesus was sent here to do a job. He let his godly ability go. He became a man like you and I, and he came here to do a job. And what was that job? That job was to reconcile you back to the Father. You got some hurt. Listen to these words I'm speaking. Jesus came to reconcile you back to the Father. He came to give you back to God so that you two could have fellowship together again. Now turn with me to John 5. Verse 19, a remarkable verse. It says, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. The Son can do nothing of himself. Jesus was a man like you and I. He said the Son can do nothing of himself. And then if you look in um, verse 30, it says, I can of my own self do nothing. Jesus was just like you and I. He was not the one performing the miracles. How do you know that? Because before he was baptized in the Holy Ghost, he couldn't do one. He never did a miracle until he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know why? He couldn't. Why? Can you? No. We're a man. He was a man. He couldn't do a miracle. The only way he could do a miracle was the Father working through him. The only way we do miracles is the Father working through us, the Holy Ghost in us. That's who does the miracles. It's the Father and Jesus working through us. Well, guess what? That was the same way Jesus had to walk. That's the same way he had to walk. So what went to the cross? What gave his back to the smiters that they tore open the flesh in his back? What, get, what took those stripes? A man. What took being his beard being pulled out? A man. What took being nailed to a cross? A man. 
a man, and a man was doing it for you and I. A man gave his back to the smiters that tore open his back with that lash. A man took it. A man gave his face that they could tear out his beard. A man did that. A man walked to the cross and was nailed to the cross. A man was nailed to the cross. A man. And then that man took on everything that you and I have ever done. Every sin that man took on. Remember, he humbled himself and became a man. A man, it was a man that took your sin. It was a man that was going to pay for everything that you and I have done. It was a man that was going to pay for everything that you and I have done. And he hung on the cross, a man, and a man's, every bone out of that man's body went out of joint. Why? Because your and I's sin was on him. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin. A man that never knew sin, a man took on our sin, and every bone went out of joint. Why? Because that's what sin will do to a body. That's what sin will do to a body, and that body had your and my sin on it. You think that's love? A man took your sin. Remember that thing you did? Remember that thing that wakes you up every day and tells you you're terrible because you've done this? Well, somebody else has already paid for it. Jesus paid for our sin as a man, and that man on that cross died. Died. You know how you know he wasn't a God? You can't kill God. You can't kill a God. This one died. This man died died. He didn't just fall asleep. He died. And he went to hell. He went to hell. A man went to hell. Now we know it was a man that went to the cross. It was a man that took the scourging. It was a man that bore our sin. It was a man that died. And it's a man that's in hell. What is a man doing in hell? Paying for your and my sin. Paying for your and my sin. Now how does he come out? How did that man come out of the grave? Turn with me to Psalm 22, 15. I want to show you something. I heard growing up that Jesus came out of the grave because he was some mighty man. And he just pushed himself right out of that grave. Well, you know that's impossible, and it's not in the Word. It's not in the Word. I've even heard a man say that, that Jesus met the devil in hell, and they had a fist fight. And Jesus beat him up. Number one, the last place you're going to find the devil right now is in hell. He knows he's going there. He's not going to be there now. And two, Psalm 22, verse 15. This is the man on the cross dying for you and I. This is the man on the cross that's paying for our sin. Thank God. Thank God that man went to the cross and paid for what we've done. Paid for it. Verse 15, my strength is dried up like a potsherd. This is Jesus on the cross. You don't think so? Look at verse 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus spoke that. The man Jesus spoke that when he was on the cross. And now look what it says in verse 15. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. You know what a potsherd is? Take a ceramic dish, stick it on the fire, put a bunch of water in it, and when the water's all gone, that's one dry pot. That's a potsherd. 
strength is dried up like a potsherd. No strength. The man on the cross had no strength. None. The man had no strength paying for you and I. Now, turn with me to Psalm 88. Psalm 88 is Jesus also. Jesus in hell. Look at verse 4. Let's read verse 1. O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. This is Jesus, the man Jesus. Remember, Jesus didn't go back to being a God the moment he died. You don't, can't kill God. I've already said that. You can't kill God. What went to hell? What died? A man died. A man died. Remember when your grandma died? Same thing. Jesus died. A man died. And it says, verse 4, I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that has no strength. It wasn't strength that got Jesus out of hell. It couldn't have been. He says right here, I have none. I have none. How did that man with no strength and a man, a man that died, how did he come out of the grave? How could a man come out of the grave? He already said the father gave him a commandment. You're going to lay down your life and you're going to pick it up again. Well, how's he going to pick it up? Turn with me to Acts 2. This is our Messiah. This is our Savior. He loved us enough. He came to earth to pay for everything we've done as a man. As you would have paid for it. As you would have paid for it. You're a man. Well, Jesus became your substitute, and he took the punishment. Now, look at Acts 2. I'm going to begin in 22. We are going to find out how this man got himself out of hell. Verse 22, you men of Israel, this is Peter speaking after they got received the Holy Ghost. He said, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man. See that? Oh, Father, open our eyes that we can see how many times in the Word of God it says Jesus was a man. A man. It says, you men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man. A man. This is Peter talking. You think he knows? It says, approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did. You see that? Which God did by him. Jesus couldn't do the, the miracles. It was God in him, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, have you taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Whom God raised up. God raised up. How did God, why did God raise him up? Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him. David speaketh concerning him. This is Psalm 16. It says, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Who is saying this? Who is speaking these words? I foresaw the Lord always before my face. That word Lord is Jehovah. This is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is on my right hand. Jehovah is on my right hand that I should not 
be moved. Do you hear Jesus speaking? He said, therefore, therefore, because Jehovah is before my face and he's on my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh did rest in hope, in expectation. His flesh rested in that grave in expectation because, because thou will not leave my soul in hell. Because thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. This is Jesus speaking. I beheld the Father always before my face. I, he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. How did Jesus come out of there? His faith. His faith. He had no strength. He had no ability. He was a man like you and I. How did he come out of that grave? By his faith. And he came out of hell. I've had several people email me and say, Oh, no. Jesus didn't go to hell. This word doesn't mean hell. It just means a dark place. It just means where everybody hung out. All right. If you look that word up, I'm going to stop this right now. If you look that word up in, in Strong's and Thyra's uh, lexicon, it gives you the same word, the same context. In Luke 16, 23, Jesus is speaking here. He uses the same word as in Acts 2. And he's talking about Lazarus dying. And he said, and it came to pass, uh, it says, there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was full of laid at a gate, full of sores, and desired to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died, was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried and in hell. Same word as Acts 2. Same context as Acts 2. And the man in hell lifted up his eyes, being in torment, being in torment, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Same word, same context in Acts 2, because he will not leave my soul in hell. Let's go to uh, Psalm 18. We're going to finish there. This Jesus, this man, this man that went to hell, this man that was paying in hell for years and my sins, this man that could not get out on his own. He couldn't. Why? Because he was a man. Not only that, he was a man in sin. He was a man in all sin. That was a murderer that went to hell. That was a child molester that went to hell. That was an adulterer that went to hell. That was a liar that went to hell. That was an unbeliever that went to hell. That was a self-righteous person that went to hell because Jesus was paying for what you and I did as a man. As a man. Now, let's go to Psalm 18. This is Jesus. 
How do we know it is Jesus? Look at verse 4. The sorrows of hell compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows, the cords of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. Jesus could not come out. Why couldn't he come out? He was in hell. Why couldn't Jesus come out? Because he was a man like you and I. He could not come out, but what did he have? He had a commandment from the Father, and he had faith. No strength, but he had faith. That spirit of Jesus was in hell, but that spirit had faith. That spirit knew what the Father promised him, and that spirit was looking to the Father to come get him out. Look at verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. This is Jesus in hell. My God, my strength. There's his strength. His strength is in his faith in the Father. My strength in whom I will trust. My buckler, the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemy. The man Jesus. Now look at verse 16. Jesus in hell. The Father hears his voice finally. We know in Isaiah 53 it says the Father saw his tra the, the travail of his soul and he was satisfied. Satisfied. So now what does he do after he's satisfied? He's coming to get the man out. The Father's coming to get the man out. You know how he's going to get the man out? He's going to forgive what you and I did. When he pulls that man out of hell, you and I's sins have been forgiven. He's not going to pull a sinner out of hell. The sacrifice of Jesus satisfied the Father. A just God is, sacrifice, uh, is satisfied, and now he's going to go get him out, and he's going to forgive you for what you've done. He's going to forgive you. He's going to justify you. He's going to make you righteous. Why? Because he's satisfied of what that man in hell did. And Jesus knows he's coming. My soul will rest in hope because I know thou will not leave me in hell. Thou will not leave me in hell. Now, look at verse 16. Jesus speaking. He said, he sent from above the Father. He took me. He took me. The Father came and got him. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. Do you read those words? That is your Messiah speaking. For they were too strong for me. What got Jesus out of hell? The Father came and got him. Why did the Father came and come and get him? Because Jesus believed he would. Jesus trusted in what this word said. And the word said after three days, he told his disciples, hang in there, guys. Three days, I'm coming out. Three days, I'm coming out. Go to Galilee and meet me because I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm going to satisfy the Father, and he's coming to get me. Well, guess what he did? He did. And the moment he took Jesus out of hell, your sins were forgiven. Everything you've done has been paid for. Do you hear that? Everything you've done has been paid for. He has paid for you, and he did it as a man. 
Why? Because he loved you. The Father loved you, and Jesus loved you, and knew the only way to get you back to the Father was to go as a man and pay for your sins, and he did. And the Father was satisfied, and the Father went and got him. Went and got him. Went and got him. Jesus, can you imagine? Can you imagine in that grave a dead body lying there, a dead body lying there, and then the power of God shows up, and the next thing you know, that dead body opens his eyes. And every sickness and disease that was on that body has gone. He opens his eyes. He sits up. He stands up. He has been raised from the dead. The man is alive. The man is alive. The man is alive. And so are you. You have been, if you are born again, that spirit that came out of that grave is in you. In you. That's just the devil coming out of her. The woman's coming alive. The woman's coming alive. That's what you hear. Same can happen to you. You need to be born again. You need the spirit that came out of hell to come into you and to make you alive. And how do you do that? Jesus said in Romans uh, 10, he said, those that call on the name of the Lord, those that call on Jesus shall be saved, shall be delivered, shall be born again, shall be made whole. That's why he went to hell. He did it for you. He did it for you, and he wants you to be alive too. Call on that name. Call on the name Jesus. Tell him, Jesus, come and get me. Jesus, I ask you to be Lord of my life, and I believe that you came out of the grave. I believe you were raised again, and you shall be saved. You shall be born again. You shall be justified. You shall be redeemed. You shall be healed. And like Joel said, you shall be rich. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.